0: all right episode 37 we have an exciting one this thing is going to be hot fire i've got gabby lewis magic spoon i've got adam brown circle media both at the top of their game uh gabby we're going to talk magic spoon how did it get started who did it get started with give us a little glimpse into that story
1: yeah, so I founded Magic Spoon just over a year ago. We launched in April of 2019. And the idea was to reimagine all of your favorite childhood breakfast cereals with more protein, less carbs, zero sugar. So tastes like Fruit Loops, Lucky Charms, Captain Crunch. Looks like it, but it's actually not full of junk, not terrible for you. That was the insight. Everybody loves cereal. Everybody, we thought, if they had the option, would go back to eating cereal. You know, people nowadays, they're having Greek yogurt, protein bars, smoothies, all these healthy options, which are great, but they're not as fun as cereal. So we wanted to bring back that joy at the breakfast table and recreate cereal for grown-ups. So we launched just over a year ago, 100% direct to consumer, four flavors, and it's been a wild first year.
0: Uh, if you haven't seen the brand, check it out. It's definitely, uh, again, I, I use this term top of the game if it, when it comes to the marketing of it, the name of it, the branding of it, the, the feel, the touch. Uh, and then they are playing in this uh, really in a, an emerging space that's been going on for quite some time in the keto realm. Um, prior to this, just looking at it, if anybody were to look at it, they, they would say it's, they knew what they were doing. Uh, whether you were in food and beverage before or not, what were you doing before this?
1: I had a different food and beverage company before this. It was called ExoProtein. So I spent five years making protein bars from crickets, which seems crazy today. It seemed even crazier a decade ago. So we were one of the first brands that used cricket flour, partnered with a Michelin-starred chef, had a line of protein bars, and then we sold that in 2018, started working on the concept for Magic Spoon, launched a few months later
0: uh if you could give us a little bit of glimpse into that previous business uh when it was sold is it still going now it it, was it a successful uh exit
1: i think that's a relative question it was (laughs) i'm certainly not retired in a private island right now but everyone was i think satisfied enough it is still going i think for lots of founders giving up your baby is hard, right? And so I actually try and distance myself from it now. Um, Don't try and keep it too close of an eye on it because otherwise very little things like how they're posting on Instagram, perhaps like might frustrate me if that's not what I intended it to to be like at this point, Um, but still going. Um, You know, I'm still hopeful that that's going to turn into a big business, but I'm excited to be doing something new and different now
0: now where are you located
1: and and where are you from i i get a a hint of an accent yeah i i'm in montana right now i live in brooklyn i was born in israel and i grew up in scotland so a little bit of all over very cool very cool so
0: so fellow uh fellow fellow jewish brethren
1: Mm, yeah yeah. yes well you know what
0: we we got the trifecta then because you know that guy adam brown he's (laughs) in the tribe too so i I didn't even know you know you learn something new that's what this show is about all right let's move forward when you're deciding to get into this type of arena this category did you immediately know where am i going to go co-packing um what is that going to look like what are my margin requirements going to be what was this thing going to be assembled as? Meaning like, what was the case pack? And then of course, since you knew it was going to be direct to consumer, did all that come into play when you were going through each of those items?
1: Yeah, so we we chose cereal because it satisfied certain criteria for the business we wanted to start after our last company. So we wanted something that was consumed habitually so we could have like a subscription program and increase our lifetime value. We wanted something that was full of air and light and easy to ship. So it made sense for shipping and e-commerce. We wanted something that was a huge category. So last time with our cricket protein bar business, there was no category. And so we were educating people from nothing and we were building the supply chain from nothing. And so this time around, we wanted the opposite experience where we were going to a huge category that ideally hadn't seen innovation in a very long time. And we could take like, you know, a small piece of a big pie rather than trying to build something from nothing. So Easy to ship, light, habitual consumption, good for e-com, huge category. And that, along with a few other things, led us this idea of cereal for grown-ups reinvented for the modern consumer, keto, high protein, low carb, zero sugar, everything else. And then we went on a journey to find a co-packer and figure out how to actually do it. I actually wasn't sure you could make this product because at the time, I couldn't realize why nobody had done it, right? Every single category whether it's chips or ice cream or soda, has had someone come in and make it with less sugar, more protein, more functional. And cereal is a bigger category than all of those. And I didn't understand why nobody had done this before. So I didn't think maybe there was a co-packer that could, you know, have reasonable minimums, or maybe just functionally, you can't get enough protein into like a piece of cereal and keep the texture as you need it and not use grains. So it took a while, It took a lot of traveling to different co-packers. And random parts of America I never thought I'd get to see, which was cool for the most part. And um, six months later, you know, we narrowed it down, had a couple of good options for partners and started making this thing.
0: Very cool. Has there been iterations since the
1: beginning? Yeah, always. I think one of the tricky things with cereal, and it's probably similar to your product, is you cannot tinker with it on a small scale. So you can tinker with the seasoning and the flavor on a small scale. The actual core base puff product it's not like a protein bar where you can like make a little batch in your kitchen, tweak the salt or the cocoa content with cereal. you need to make like thousands, if not tens or hundreds of thousands of puffs and boxes to like really test a new formula so the the cycle of improving the product is a little longer than my last business, but we're still constantly doing it and so we launched a new formulation in April that has. Less stevia, a little more allulose, monk fruit sources, tweaks, things like that. Trying to remove the aftertaste and improve the consistency. So definitely always trying to improve, but it's a longer cycle than I'd prefer.
0: I'm going to lob this up for you. I expect a spike. I'm going to lob this up. I expect a spike. There's a a few other players. There's there's a few other players that are coming into space that's going to happen, right? Uh, And I can, you know, I can and you can expect more. Um, people go to where where things are happening are you the best
1: I, I'm yeah I mean I'm not <laughs> even going to spike that like I think you can you can look at reviews online and I think it's yeah people people can see very we, cool. we worked for a long time on the product we worked for a long time on the brand and we're very proud of what we've created here very very cool good I like that answer uh, as far as where you go with
0: the brand where you go with product lines before i get into extensions let's just talk distribution points do you make a full effort in direct to consumer not even on amazon yet just simply on your website and go for a period of time do you do you have a goal to reach a specific number before you
1: explore other avenues my answer today is very different from what it was a year ago when we when we were launching I thought we would hit our ceiling of the DTC business within four to six months, and then we'd have to go to retail or Amazon to keep growing. That's been proven wrong. So we're growing a lot faster at a much larger scale than I thought we could just on magicspoon.com. And to the extent that's still gonna be true in the coming months, we're gonna keep our focus there. So if I, could, if I could have it my way, we wouldn't go to retail. I, I love building a direct-to-consumer business. I love talking to our customers. I love all the channels, everything about it. I don't have a ton of experience in retail. um, And it's, in many ways, a completely different business to build. So if we could build a $100 million business just on magicspoon.com, that would be the goal. Um, Our assumption at this point, and it sort of changes every couple of months, is we probably can't quite get there just on magicspoon.com. And so to get to the level we want to be at, that requires probably Amazon at some point. It requires probably the Whole Foods of the World, the Targets of the World, maybe some non-traditional retail, like coffee shops, gyms. Um, and so that's going to happen at, somewhat, at some point, I'm fairly certain. But for the time being, very focused on D2C, and it's going very well. Very cool. For those that are watching, you know, let's, let's
0: talk about the facts, right? What you would definitely need to be able to do to be in your situation. If you're selling millions of dollars, direct to consumer from a website. You need those few things that we already talked about. You need a great looking brand, everything for packaging, the name, the design, the feel, the touch, and then the product. The physical product has to be good, right? Because like you're trying to do, subscription is really the way to go. They have to come back. With that set, then there's the other piece. And this is like where Adam will come in later. He can talk about stuff that he does. Would you say that you guys are just also at the top of your game? Maybe it's not you; it could be your your co-founders or or those on the team, top of the game in all things digital marketing. So those again watching, you're talking social now, right? We're talking. We just I talked to Adam again about reels coming out. Somebody knew right away reels is coming out. I'm on top of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, email marketing campaigns. The, the what people describe as funnels these days? Where are they coming through and how are you gonna bring them back in? Would you say that you guys are just like the cream of the crop? Don't, don't, you can do it. You can do this, you know? <laughs> Would you say you gotta be on your game to be able to reach levels that you guys are doing right now?
1: I think you have to be really good at a couple of those things and you don't need to be good at all of them. Um, a couple of them have very outsized impact. So I think for a DTC brand like ours, there's real scale in Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And if you can be amazing and world-class at that, then that might be enough for a couple of years. You don't need to be amazing at Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Snapchat, Reddit, Twitter, podcast, influencer, email, SMS. Like you don't need to do it all. And I think a lot of brands probably fail early on or they're too slow early on because they try and be like pretty good at all those things. But a lot of those things you just layer on, your two, year three, you don't need to do all of that. And so... You can get your first million 10 million probably more than that by just being really good at facebook ads and to be really good at facebook ads you actually don't even need some of the fundamentals you described like you don't necessarily need an amazing brand because it's not like a shell for someone seeing the packaging necessarily and that is like the billboard the billboard they're seeing is whatever shows up in their facebook feed or instagram feed and so you just need a good ad and maybe that doesn't even show your packaging right you need You need an ad that has some kind of mouthwatering component, maybe it's lifestyle. We've had a lot of success with like us versus them images that don't show our packaging, they just show our cereal. We could have the ugliest packaging in the world, but people are still going to click on that us versus them ad. And then you need a decent high converting website, which is not actually the same thing as a beautifully branded website. And so you can have something with all the bells and whistles and lots of interaction and dynamic elements, and it's playful and fun. And people go to it and they're like, holy shit, this is the coolest website I've ever seen. But it might not convert. And so there, there's a difference between having like beautiful branding and packaging and site and having a high converting Facebook ad and landing page. We're focused on having all of it because we're not just trying to like, you know, build to 10 million quickly and then maybe go to retail. We're trying to actually build a longstanding D2C business on a bunch of acquisition platforms. But you can get that first million, first 10 million, whatever, by just doing one or two of those things you mentioned.
0: I'm about to say something really crazy right now. And Adam's going to shake his head in affirmation with this. This is episode 37. We've been rifling these off because they've been fun. When I first started this, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I even, Adam knew about it. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I I did the first episode the next week because I'm just neurotic like that. But I love these because the whole idea was about value, right? I, I honestly p- wanted people who were going to get into the business or who were starting it or on their way of building the business to know what is it like, right? And, and, and that's the good and the bad. And then mm-hmm. to get real value from people who are doing it. What you just said in the last 90 seconds was fucking fire, dude. And I don't <laughs> even use foul language. I'm just telling you, if somebody is watching this right now, what you just described is so powerful and valuable you just got to watch it again because if i'm i'm do i'm you right and in my mind i'm going we need to get our shit together here right <laughs> and and what's what's really cool is because i know on my, on the back end we actually have some really cool stuff happening right now all on the stuff you're talking about yeah. but it took me time like I'm the first to admit when I'm like not doing things at at high level, right. Where I need to step my game up, our Mm -hmm. game up, our team's game. And what you just said is like really valuable. And I want to commend you on that. I appreciate that. That's just real talk. Next steps. The, your team. I just want to, I want to envision this. Is there like five of you? Is there 10 of you? What does that look like? And if you would, What does each of
1: those people do? We are eight people today. We were four, three months ago, and we are currently hiring for about 10 or 12 positions. The eight of us today, there's myself, my co-founder. We split our role roughly. I do sales marketing. He does operations, product finance. We have small operations team that is a director of operations and an operations manager. We have a small customer service team, which is a one full-time customer service director. And then she manages two part-time people and one full-time person. We have one community manager who basically responds to comments on our Facebook ads um, for like 90% of her time. And that, that is a full-time job. And then we have a head of growth, who's doing everything digital for us right now. It's way too much for one person. She's trying to hire a team, but it takes a little bit of time.
0: Kudos to her. I bet she is ridiculous.
1: She is, she is. Um, And we, you know, we cobbled things together early on. So we actually didn't hire her until about four months ago. And we were just using a lot of different agencies for various things. I was doing too much of myself and I'm, I'm not a digital marketer. I was just sort of learning as I go. Um, but our new head of growth, her name is G. She's fantastic. And yeah, she's crushing it.
0: Congrats to, to your entire team. Because whoever's making this happen with you, congrats. Congratulations. Mazel tov. Yes. You're making it happen. Um, let's close it out uh, with next 12 months, I'd say, right? Um, you're in a good spot right now. I talk COVID sometimes, but we don't really need to per se. Let's just say 12 months from now, it's it's August
1: August 21, what does the business look like? Hopefully it looks pretty similar, but just much, much bigger. Um, We're not trying to change too much. I think to my earlier point, if it's okay, just be good at a couple of things. I don't want to be in thousands of stores and on various e-tailers and, you know, having a whole different department of our business that's for brick and mortar. That seems very complicated to me, and I prefer to keep it pretty simple and focused. So I think best case scenario we're you know, three, four or five times as big as we are right now in terms of sales and doubled or tripled our team. Um, but the business is, is largely similar, simple products, few new flavors and just magicspin.com. Good stuff,
0: good stuff. I loved that one, dude. I absolutely loved it, I knew I would. Uh, we are gonna to move to Adam Brown, Circle Media. Uh, I will start by saying I know this guy, I've known him for 15 plus years. He is the real deal. He knows his stuff. uh, And I'm gonna let him dive in right now. What's what's Circle all about? Who's it for? Who are are your clients? And what is it that you know better
2: than everybody? Well, it's about time, Mark. 37 episodes (laughs) it took to get called up to the majors. It's unbelievable. And I'm so I'm so happy, uh, and it's just fortuitous that I'm on with Gabby. I'm a big fan of his brand. I said that before the call. Um, you see a couple of brands that come in and they just do everything right from day one. And I know from having worked with you know hundreds of brands in the CPG and beverage space, um, a lot of jockeys have no idea what they're doing, but maybe have a good brand. A lot of jockeys are great, but they have a bad brand. And then every once in a while you come across, Great brand, great jockey, they seem to just do all the things right, and then you get to meet Gabby for five minutes and you understand why. Um, I'd say the same about the Hydrant guys, the Halo Top guys, and what I love about it is, um, especially coming from EXO, and I'm gonna jump into the circle in a second, but just some, some kudos here. Um, look, declining spaces like maybe ice cream or cereal are still starting at like monster cruise ship levels, so a smaller of that is still bigger than the biggest speedboat in the cricket protein space, right? 100%. So people get twisted on that kind of stuff all the time. I also think a lot of brand founders like are like, hey, I was tinkering in my kitchen and I started this product and then I grew it and now I'm gonna try it. I find the real winners are a little bit more um, business savvy, have sales backgrounds, can articulate their message message, and be very articulate, like I think they, all three of us are. Um, and they just have like this, like this um, makeup of just like gumption, balls, whatever you want to call it, smarts, and it could be brown Michigan type smarts, or it could be street smarts. Um, and they roll the dice, and they know what they need to do, right? So like an early commitment to influencers, big ones, getting them in the in in the game and getting them in the fold, smart, heavy content and storytelling. It doesn't matter about these other cereal brands, right? Because you come in, you hit hard, you get them hooked, you get lifetime value. Um, People will stay if it tastes good. Uh, And I've had it. It does taste good. So, um, you know, kudos, big fan. And what we do at Circle is we actually help brands do that. Um, You know, most brands cannot do it internally. So they outsource a lot of stuff early. I know Magic Spoon was working with a competitor of mine early, which got me going because I wanted to work with them, but I got it. And, and you know, uh, GrowthBuster does good work and content. And it's like an ebb and flow in this space, right? There's a couple of guys that make great content. I think we're one of them. Some marketing directors bring us in and then other guys don't. Some founders found our competitor and then maybe they later they date us. It's kind of an incestuous small community. We help brands punch above their weight. Our philosophy of my original thesis in 2012 was every brand needs a social media manager and it's a full-time job. You know, Gabby just mentioned his community manager is sitting there community managing all day. And I like that he specifically said Facebook ads. If you're running Facebook ads at scale, the comments in there are bananas, right? And a lot of acquisition firms don't mess with that. They're like, we're ROAS. We don't get involved in the comments on your ads. If you're running ads at scale and not getting involved in the comments, you lost, You blew the opportunity because not only are you not finding out about bad stuff and potential lost sales, but all the good stuff. If you want lifetime value, you have to build the community so that they don't go to one of your competitors and try something else. And so uh, we handle community management, content creation, influencers, brand collaborations, paid social, business acumen, digital acumen, all the things you would want in a rock star social media manager if you could wave your magic wand. If you can find that person, you should hire them. I have just never met one in eight years in business because it's like a fifth degree black belt Shaolin warrior in so many different departments. It would be literally impossible to be a paid social assassin like he just said, Facebook and Instagram ninja while also making super dope content. It's just two different sides of the brain. So what brands will do is they'll outsource to pieces and if they're smart enough and they're a good project manager, they'll bring them together um, we do it all under one roof. We think a social media manager should be able to do all that, but you can't find it in one person, especially at the price point that brands want to pay like entry level. So we provide that in an outsource, uh, capacity, uh, social media manager with Voltron talent behind them to give them what they need to be successful. And the only reason a brand should ever leave us is either they went out of business and they can't afford it. That's, that's unfortunate. It's common. Or they've graduated up, they got that eight, nine, $10 million in funding, and they can have a seven-person marketing team specifically focused on social media. Most brands never get there. And even you asked me about clients, brands like One or Yaso or Popchips, they have a full team, but they want a lot of content. So we make tons of content for brands like that in an outsourced capacity. So it's outsourced social media management and outsourced content creation with a little bit of digital paid social and influencer work, but it's mainly social media and content.
1: Wow. I, I
0: I don't like to say this because it's 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 rude. It is rude. This is my this is this is this is one of I'm just gonna leave it. This is one of my favorite shows. Hands down. It it I, I might just put the computer down and be done for the day. I don't know. I, I, it's either that or I'm about to turn this. When I am turn this off, it's about to the fires happening today. We are about to get on fire. Um, that was tremendous. And uh, Adam Brown, Circle Media, Gabby Lewis, his info is there. Go check out the sites, all this cool stuff that they're doing. So much value. I, I, I'm i going to watch this over. I'm, and I'm being serious. I'm going back to watch some of this because there's a lot of really great stuff in there. And that's what this is for. Gabby, I appreciate you, brother. Adam, I'll talk to you uh, probably this week.
2: For sure, man. Thanks, guys. Peace. Thank you.